welcome to the Healthy, Wealthy, and Smart Podcast. Each week, we interview the best and brightest in physical therapy, wellness, and entrepreneurship. We give you cutting-edge information you need to live your best life, healthy, wealthy, and smart. The information in this podcast is for entertainment purposes only and should not be used as personalized medical advice. And now, here's your host, Dr. Karen Litzy. Welcome back to the podcast. I am your host, Karen Lipsy, and today's episode is brought to you by NetHealth. So NetHealth wants to talk about patients and their outcomes, specifically how great it is when your whole practice is rallied around a solid outcomes management program. So they have teamed up by Photo, which is focused on therapeutic outcomes, for the Clinical Outcomes Summit, happening from October 23rd to the 25th in Knoxville, Tennessee. Like I said, it's hosted by Photo, but it's not just for Photo clients. It's a gathering of everyone who believes in the power of outcomes management to drive change for patients, clinicians, practices, and payers. And there will also be motivating and inspiring keynote speakers, including my friend Michelle Colley from Performance PT and Daniel Lord from Crossover Health. Healthy, Wealthy, and Smart podcast listeners get a steep discount. Use the discount code LITZY, that's L-I-T-Z-Y, the full summit pass is only $150. Go to www.outcomesnerd.com to register. Now, on to today's episode. I am joined today by Dr. Brenda Walding. She is a women's holistic wellness expert and coach, doctor of physical therapy, functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner, and heart math certified coach. Brenda specializes in supporting women, uh, women's health and wellness professionals in overcoming burnout and health challenges in order to truly thrive and give their gifts to the world. She currently resides outside of Texas on the beautiful Lake Travis with her husband and dog. She loves spending time in nature, connecting with her family and friends, dancing, facilitating women's circles, and learning more about holistic wellness. So in this episode, we talk about Brenda's incredible story of illness and recovery, the nine essentials to wholehearted healing, the importance of the biopsychosocial model in healthcare, and so much more. And for all of the listeners, Dr. Walding has a free gift. So if you go to podcast.healthywealthysmart.com, click on the link to today's episode, she is offering a complimentary 45-minute consult for any woman dealing with burnout or health challenges that has a deep desire to thrive. You can schedule your consult and see how she may be able to support you in creating a life you love. So this is very exciting. I want to thank Dr. Walding for uh, offering this free gift to everyone. So I would take advantage of it. Again, you can find it by going to podcast.healthywealthysmart.com and clicking on the show notes for today's episode. Thanks, everyone. Enjoy. Hey, Brenda, welcome to the podcast. I'm happy to have you on. Ah, thank you so much for having me, Karen. I'm excited to be here today. Uh, you are a recently published author of the book, Sick of Being Sick, The Women's Holistic Guide to Conquering Chronic Illness. So without giving away the entire book, can you give the listeners uh, a little bit more about your background and your story of illness and where you are and how that led you to where you are today? Yeah, sure. I'd love to. You know, it's really a, I'll give you, do, do my best to give you the cliff notes. It spans the, the time period of over a decade. So really, I uh, grew up seemingly really healthy and vibrant. I was a collegiate athlete. 
I played soccer at TCU in Fort Worth. And then I went on to physical therapy school to get my doctorate in physical therapy. And then after that, moved to Austin, Texas with uh, my now husband. And during that time, we you know, passed our licensure exam, got new jobs, moved to a new city, got engaged, got married. And then after this whirlwind of all these major life events, I, my health started to rapidly decline. And you know, I was in a, in a busy physical therapy practice and seeing a lot of patients. Um, and you know, all of a sudden, I was getting weaker and more tired, getting sick more frequently. And then it got to where I could hardly even get up and down the stairs. I was experiencing chronic fatigue and experiencing, I broke out into these rashes that literally covered my entire body for two and a half years. No one could really figure out what was going on. And I just kept getting more and more sick. And I was seeing specialists all over uh, trying to figure out what was wrong with me. Uh, at this time, I didn't really know much about natural health, nutrition, holistic wellness. I was just kind of in the conventional medical model, taking the steroids and the pills and you know, my blood work had come back pretty normal, so they couldn't really figure out what was wrong. But literally, I had oozy, itchy rashes like covering my entire body where I had to pack my body full of ice uh, in the evening to fall asleep and eventually developed in a systemic infection that led me to going on disability uh, from my job as a physical therapist. And granted, this is you know, I am in my late 20s, not even 30 yet. Mm -hmm. So very young. Uh, and, you know, I got to the point where I thought the doctors kept giving me antibiotics and they were worried that the, that the infection would get into my bloodstream. And I thought I was dying. I was really, really at that point of like, okay, I think this is it. And by the grace of God, I had I took four rounds of antibiotics in a month and a half, kept the infection kept coming back. I had pus all in my mouth and throat, couldn't swallow, couldn't hardly eat. Um, so this was a pretty intense experience. And I found this article, I was looking, researching, and found this article called Natural Solutions to Drug-Resistant Infections. And it caught my eye and I thought, maybe I have a drug-resistant infection. And it talked about wild Mediterranean oregano oil and how it was, you know, healing people with malaria and different, you know, chronically um, very, very severe illnesses. So I thought I would try it. It's like $20. And I, you know, bought it online. And in, within a few days, the infection went away. And for the first time in years, I got some relief from the pain and itching of my skin. And so that really was the portal to opening me up to natural healing. And I thought, what is it? What do I not know? What else do I not know, you know, about this? And so that really became this entry point into studying natural healing and nutrition. And I started seeing more alternative and holistic type practitioners. And that uh, over time started to gradually heal um, I got, started to get some answers. I was full of toxins, had lots of, of infections, um, and a poor ability to really clear toxins from my system. So I started to get more answers, started to change my diet, uh, slow down my life a little bit. Um, you know, I was that type A overachieving 
you know, hardcore athlete and academic. And I, I realized that also was part of the, the puzzle here of, of learning to slow down. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, so for eight years, I really focused on healing my body like it was a full-time job. I, I was able to go back to physical therapy after a while and start working again, but it really opened up my passion into natural healing and started a nutrition lifestyle company with my husband and helping people heal their bodies through nutrition and lifestyle changes. And, you know, it was a slow and gradual process and I started, you know, I was getting better gradually. And then it was almost to the point where I felt, okay, I think I'm almost ready to, you know, start a family. I had a few lingering symptoms, but I was like, you know, I'm doing pretty well. Got my strength back. Mm -hmm. This is eight years later. And then I was diagnosed with breast cancer. Oh my goodness. Yeah. And so that was a, this was a few years ago. Uh, so this was like, what am I missing what am I not getting? Because I, I was really, you know, dialed in my diet, lifestyle. I started meditating. I was really, you know, spent hundreds of thousands of dollars on healers and treatments, um, natural remedies. You couldn't find somebody more committed to mm -hmm. their healing. And it was like a full-time job and I wasn't really living. I was just trying to get better and feel better. And then the cancer diagnosis came. And so I had to step back and go, what am I not getting? And I really, you know, I share this in my book. I, you know, I had to step back and I was in, this is actually, I found the mass in my breast right before uh, this, we had planned this epic trip to Italy where we were going to start our family. Mm -hmm. So it was this tragic, you know, oh my gosh, you know, why is this happening to me? And then, yeah. And so, you know, in the middle of the night at 3am, I'm, I'm, you know, tears coming down my face going, hey, God, what do you want me to do? Because I knew that conventional chemotherapy and radiation was not going to be my path. I just didn't know what I was going to do. And, you know, I heard this, I call it the divine whisper that said, if you're going to survive, you're going to have to learn to listen to your heart. And I just felt this immediate peace. And then I, you know, then I started to kind of panic because I thought, I don't know how to do that. I really don't know how. I don't know, like maybe like so many of, of the listeners and people and my clients that I work with were really stuck in our heads so much of the time. And, you know, my immediate reaction to a challenge would be to research it, to, to try to figure it out, to strategize. And, and this was like, no, no, Brenda, it's time for you to really go within and listen and allow your heart to guide you. And uh, so I knew there was a level of emotional and spiritual, you know, healing to that needed to take place. And so I committed at that point to learn to listen to my heart. And over the next few years, I um, had a pretty interesting and, and incredible journey through healing um, holistically and wholeheartedly, I should say, um, from cancer. And it really became the catalyst for me to live an even more extraordinary life. Um, now I can say that I can access joy and uh, just living a life of purpose and wholeheartedness that I'd never experienced before, uh, before cancer. And so now that's really why I'm, you know, I kind of quit physical therapy and I'm focusing on helping women, especially women wellness professionals to 
truly heal and thrive so that they can give their gifts fully to the world. So that's kind of my story in a nutshell. <laughs> and are you now cancer free? Yes. Yeah, so I'm doing great. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm doing awesome. And that's really where my focus is now is helping women to heal and thrive and connect more fully to their hearts. And uh, quick question on, you know, so you're diagnosed with cancer. You did not do traditional cancer treatments. I, I did a um, sort of a mix. I didn't do traditional chemotherapy and radiation, but I did do surgery. So I okay. had a mis I went to a couple different clinics in the United States that focus on um, holistic and alternative cancer treatments. And so I did, oh, it was pretty, a pretty wild ride. And so I, we spent our entire life savings and, um, and did this treatment, but then I also had a mastectomy. Okay. So yeah, I did sort of a combination. Yeah, because I just don't want to give the listeners the impression that you don't have to go through traditional medicine when you have a very serious diagnosis as cancer. Mm -hmm. um, and that, you know, sometimes that is the, the route that one needs to take. Um, and like you said, combining it with other holistic treatments, I think is perfectly reasonable, but I don't want people to think that we're saying no shun traditional treatments. Exactly. And you know, for, for me, this is what I do. What I do know to be true is that, you know, a decision made out of fear is never, is never the highest, best choice. So when I work with women or I work with people um, on their healing journey is like learning how to really access the heart to be able to tune into that guidance to make decisions. So yes, get the tests and get the uh, information from doctors and healers and then trust your own heart to lead and guide you down that path. And that might look like conventional therapy for some people and that might look like alternative therapy for others and that might look like a combination. Mm -hmm. So it's really, you know, definitely not shunning um, conventional medicine, but I knew for me in my heart that in this particular moment, you know, chemotherapy and radiation wasn't going to be my choice that I was going to do a combination. And it really does differ for each person. And that's the thing is, um, you know, I, oftentimes we get scared into, uh, you know, doing things because someone else tells us that we have to do this, we have to do that. And, you know, my recommendation is to take the information, but also really listen within and let your heart guide your, guide your journey as well. Right. Uh, Right. Yeah. And yeah. And I think in, in combination with your physicians and, and other practitioners that you're working with as well. Yes. Um, it's important to have a, an amazing support team. Yeah. I do. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I just don't want people to think that we're saying, no, don't, don't listen to your doctors. <laughs> <laughs> of course. No. Yeah. And yeah, work with people, you know, work with people on your support team that you feel, uh, that you feel good about, that you feel supports you fully and is in alignment with your values. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I definitely navigating this, this, this path, you know, I definitely had practitioners that, you know, were trying to force me into something or I just had a gut feeling that didn't feel good. And so to really follow that and find, you know, doctors that are really on board with, with you and, and are listening to what your desires are because they exist. Yeah. They exist for of sure. Of course. Yes, of course. Of course. Okay. So you've obviously gone through a lot uh, over a, a full decade plus, it sounds. 
like of your life. So let's talk about kind of what you're doing now and how you're helping uh, other, like you said, mainly women kind of navigate through uh, healing process. Yeah. So I, um, like you mentioned earlier, like Karen mentioned earlier that I, I felt really called to write a book. And so this book really is my love letter to all women and it's applicable to men as well, but you know, it's really all the information I wish I would have had 10 years ago to, to really, truly, um, to heal and to, to really thrive. Cause it's, I spent eight years really focusing on the physical aspect of healing. And I think that's where we're naturally inclined to as sort of these physical beings is that we're like, okay, nutrition, lifestyle, medication, you know, the various things, um, focusing on our physical body. But, um, what I've come to find out that, you know, really looking at ourselves holistically, um, taking into account our mental and emotional and spiritual bodies, so to speak, and, and healing on those levels are equally as important as the physical. Mm-hmm. And then this sort of heart-centered approach of really learning to get out of the head and allowing the heart to leave. So that is where I call it like this wholehearted healing or this wholehearted living approach. Uh, and so that's what I share in my book along with my story. And, and I, I did a research on, you know, who were these men and women that were not only healing from catastrophic illness, but that were really thriving and using that illness as an opportunity to create an even more extraordinary life? And what did they all have in common? And so that's really how I, you know, navigated my journey and also, you know, taking that research into consideration really came up with these nine wholehearted healing essentials. And I share that in my book, and that's really uh, sort of the framework I use when I work one-on-one uh, coaching with women. And then I also do, you know, create and curate experiences, uh, women's circles, and workshops and things uh, to help women to have an experience of some of these things. So that's kind of where I, what I'm up to, uh, what I'm up to now. And can you uh, share with us what your a wholehearted healing 90 essentials are. And on that note, we're going to take a quick break to hear from our sponsor and be right back with Brenda's answers. Let's talk about something important, patients and their outcomes. If you love to nerd out on this kind of talk like I do, the best industry event around outcomes management is happening from October 23rd to the 25th, and it's the Clinical Outcomes Summit. It's hosted by Photo, but it's not just for photo clients. It's a gathering of everyone who believes in the power of outcomes management to drive change for patients, clinicians, practices, and payers. And the best part, healthy, wealthy, and smart podcast listeners get a steep discount on the registration. The full summit pass is only $150. At that rate, go ahead and bring your entire team. Go to www.outcomesnerd.com and use the discount code LITZY. That's L-I-T-Z-Y. Hope to see you there. The first one is taking responsibility for your health and your life. And that really just kind of comes down to so many of us, we kind of rely on other people, other, uh, maybe it's even relying on a doctor or relying on, you know, uh, 
other people to tell us what to do or to have authority over our life and our health. And this really is just taking your life and your health in your own hands, stepping away from that victim mentality and really taking ownership of everything that's ever happened in your life and uh, taking responsibility for, for you right now so that you can uh, be in the driver's seat of your life and what happens moving forward. Uh, and so the number two is creating a vision. And this is really, uh, I, I have a mentor that I said, it's better to be pulled by your vision than pushed by your problems. Mm. And so there's a lot of research that came, has come out in the realm of quantum physics and the power of imagination, of using our mind and elevated emotional states to actually change, um, to, to affect us on the level of our DNA. And so I really got fascinated with the work of, you know, like Dr. Joe Dispenza and Greg Braden and, and really tapping and honing in the power of imagination and vision when it comes to healing. So that is you know, something I really work with, with people to do is like, what is it that we want to create? And then when we tune into that and imagine uh, and tap into that emotional, elevated emotional state, that really helps to begin to, to pull that event towards us, whether that's healing or creating more of what we want in our life. Right. Number, uh, number three is thoughts and beliefs. So just um, learning to manage our mind and uh, harness the power of our thinking mind to create healing and really looking at beliefs because our beliefs are, our underlying beliefs can be something that is really in alignment with our vision and what we wanna create, um, or it can be subtly sabotaging if we don't really believe we're worthy of healing or we have beliefs that are contrary to what it is that we really want. Uh, so that's a piece I think that a lot, often a lot of people overlook. Um, and number three is feel your feelings. And so that is sort of tapping into that emotional uh, part mm -hmm. of, of healing, which I feel like there's a lot of um, energy that we deplete and waste because we um, are dealing with a low to moderate level of anxiety um, and stress a lot of the times. And that has a really huge impact on our physiology. So there's that whole element. I can dive into that more, but that's number four. Mm -hmm. uh, number five is nutrition. Uh, so of course. yeah, really looking at what we're putting into our bodies, the quality of mm -hmm. food. Um, not just what we eat, but how, um, how well we're able to digest and absorb and assimilate that food. Um, number, I think it's where we are for number six, six is live to thrive. And so in this essential, I really dive into lifestyle factors. So this is where exercise and movement and, um, connecting with nature and getting sunshine and play and, you know, these different, uh, how, how we go about living our, mm -hmm. our life on a day to day. And then the next one is connection and relationships. So really looking at the quality of our relationships and, you know, I found that in, in our relationships, that's where a lot of people uh, can experience a lot of emotional drain. Yeah, for sure. And, and we know that how our emotional state, um, you know, negative, quote unquote, depleting emotions affect our physiology. So really looking at the quality of our relationships and this piece around authentic connection. 
And I love this topic because this was actually a huge blind spot for me in my own life is really learning what true connection really was, which is, you know, the ability to be um, this sense of, of being, feeling connected energetically and being able to be seen, heard and valued and, mm-hmm. and deriving strength and sustenance from the relationship. And, you know, there's so much research on the impact of chronic loneliness. You know, we're so disconnected. Um, uh, we're connected very much with technology, but right. there's so much loneliness. I think it was one study was talking about how chronic loneliness is equivalent to smoking like several cigarettes a day and the impact that has over time uh, on our body of not being um, connected with one another in a deep and meaningful way. So that is a really uh, incredible uh, piece to look at. Mm-hmm. And then we have self-love and self-care. So love yourself. And that really can encompass a lot of different things and can be an even bigger conversation. But really, un- I, fa- I found underneath it all is really healing and thriving is about, all about truly falling in love with who you are and loving your life. Uh, and how does one do that? And then finally, trust and surrender. So I found that, you know, of all the people that I researched, they all spoke about elements of really um, having this higher power that they were trusting, trusting, you know, source God, trusting within themselves, you know, and surrendering um, the outcome of really learning to, to trust in um, a, a power bigger and greater than them to guide them on their path. And so that is the last one is learning to trust and surrender. I mean, that's a lot. Yeah. That's a lot. But if you think about it and break those down, that's what, as human beings, kind of what we need. So it seems like, oh my gosh, this is so daunting. This is so much work. This is going to be work. But it, if you take each one individually and break them down, I mean, it's pretty simple. It's what we all need to be happy and healthy and live our lives. So I get it. I'm on board. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, like I said, the intention really was to create this holistic healing, living roadmap. So it's like, these are, I wanted to, like, I've got this, all of this information downloaded and experienced in my life over the decade. And I got the little bits of information here. Oh, you need to learn about nutrition. Oh, okay, great. I will focus on that for many years. Oh, okay. I need to understand how my emotions impact my health. Okay. You know, and so I got these little, these, this information in different, from different books or different um, teachers. Then I realized like, ah, oh, really, it's really about integrating all of these things uh, and they're all important to really living your best and most full uh, life. And it takes all of those things to some capacity to really, really live and thrive. And it doesn't, you know, like you said, you know, you don't dive in and try to do them all at once. Right. You start to, yeah, you focus on one thing and you begin to, to implement that. And that's why coaching is really amazing. It's like I had so many coaches and mentors and teachers that helped me begin to integrate all of these pieces. And so it's, 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 it's helpful to, yes, the book, my book is a good resource, but it's also helpful to have, you know, someone that can see your blind spots and can see, Hey, Oh, Hey, you know, let's dive into, you know, there's this, this emotional piece that you have held on to all these emotions from the past. And that's taking up a lot of energy 
um, and negatively affecting your body, but I didn't really see that. And so let's work through that together. So there's a lot of things that can be helped when you have someone to help you move through some of these things together. Sure. And um, how has your training as a physical therapist, how does that play into the role that you're doing now with coaching? Because I know there are a lot of physical therapists who might be looking for non-clinical roles or non-traditional roles. So how has your training helped prepare you for what you're doing now? How has my physical therapy training helped yeah. me for what I'm doing now? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I think, well, and, you know, I actually had the really beautiful experience recently of, of going back and doing some physical therapy part-time. Nice. And nice. so that's, I, I've been able to kind of go from both directions mm-hmm. and see the difference, what, how my training up until this point with all of this work has made me an even different uh, physical therapist, mm-hmm. how I interact. For, so from that perspective, I can, and I think there's a lot of value for physical therapists and any healers or practitioners to, to interact and, and address the patient or the client from this holistic perspective knowing that coming in this person with chronic pain or this, this um, you know, ailment has, there's many pieces, generally, spe- generally speaking, especially if it's a chronic issue, that it's, that it's more than just the physical aspect oftentimes, that there's an emotional piece and, um, and that there is a, a mental piece per, perhaps. And so being able to relate to that person from, in their wholeness can help me be a better overall practitioner to be able Mm -hmm. to offer some insights or how to relate to that person um, and help them, you know, experience a greater outcome. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it's, it's that shift from a strictly biomedical to a biopsychosocial framework of treatment, which we talk about all the time on this podcast. I'm sure people are sick and tired of me saying it, but that is the way things should be in healthcare. Um, So I will keep saying it many, many times. Now, before we uh, finish up, is there anything that maybe we didn't touch on that you're like, oh, wait, I really want the listeners to know this? Uh, I think really what, and what I, a piece that I think is really helpful, especially for practitioners and, you know, we, I don't know much if we'll have time to go into this, but this I am a heart math certified coach and really we look a lot about energy management. And so we waste a lot of energy in the domain of uh, emotions and uh, repetitive, negative and repetitive thoughts. And that affects our physical abilities and our physiology. And so really learning to manage our energy. Um, and, and we do that through, um, being able to get into a coherent state. So getting our heart, mind, and emotion and energetic alignment through slowing down the breath and experiencing elevated emotional states like love and gratitude um, can actually get the heart into a smooth, uh, coherent rhythm, which impacts the way that the rest of the body feels and how it can heal. And so I think if we learn some techniques um, as practitioners to help manage energy, we can, we can improve outcomes for our patients and our clients. So this is sort of that combining of going beyond the physical um, and that heart math has some really incredible tools. So you can check them out at heartmath.org. I think it's a really great 
uh, tool for a lot of uh, practitioners. So I just wanted to throw that out. Awesome. Um, yeah. So I well, think that thank you. has helped. Yeah. That's helped me a lot in my own coaching and, and with physical therapy. Great. And we'll have all of that info at the show notes over at podcast.healthywealthysmart.com. So if people want to learn more about heartmath.org, they can just go click on it and you're there. So thank you for sharing that. And now the one question I ask everyone is knowing where you are now in your life and in your career, what advice would you give to yourself as a new grad right out of PT school? Right out of PT school. So I would definitely, what I wish I would know now is really learning how to listen and lead from my heart. I feel like I got myself into a position where I was burnt out, running ragged, just trying to do the best I can as a new grad. And I missed a lot of the cues, um, you know, internally of, hey, slow down. Hey, you know, other, these other aspects of your life are important too. And, you know, I think that was really the catalyst for me to start to get burnt out and sick. And so really to slow down and really listen to my heart is what I would tell myself. Great advice. And, and burnout is real. Um, this year yeah. at the Women in PT Summit in Portland, we have a whole uh, panel on burnout. Oh, um, really? That I'm, yeah, that I'm really looking forward to uh, to listening to because I am not part of this panel. I am not part of the creation of it. It was sort of pitched to us, and I'm really excited to hear what what these uh, what the women on that panel have to say because um, it's a thing, and I think it's happening more and more with uh, newer grads because they're trying to work more and more. They've got student debt out the Yes. You know what? Um, So I feel like it's a real thing, you know, and like you said, just to take a moment to slow down and focus on other parts of your life is, is something that, that can help. So thank you for that. And now where can people find you if they have questions? Where can they get your book? Yes. So you can find me. I'm in the process of, of uh, creating, uh, readjusting my website. So right now you can really connect with me by um, emailing me at rise to radiance at gmail.com. So that's R-I-S-E-T-O radiance at gmail.com. And then I'd also love if, if any of this resonated with you, if you're a woman that is dealing with uh, burnout, exha- exhaustion. I love working with wellness professionals. If you're interested in some of these heart math tools that I use, I'd love to hop on the phone and I'm, I'm happy to offer your listeners a complimentary 45 minute consult. So Whoa, that's awesome. Yeah. So if you'd like to take advantage of that and you can go to www.brendawalding.com and that is my calendar link. And so you would just set up a time to chat with me Perfect. And I love hearing your stories and hearing where, where you're at and what you need the most support with. So happy to do that. And then my book is coming out uh, in hard copy uh, the end of this year, but you can find it on Amazon. Perfect. And you'll give me all the links. I'll put all the links up on the podcast website under this episode. So that way people can get to you, they can chat with you, and thank you so much for offering um, a session for everyone. That's so nice. Yes, awesome. I look forward to connecting with some of you. Great, and, and again, Brenda, thank you for coming on and sharing your really incredible story. 
Um, and we are all very happy that you are today healthy and happy and moving forward. So thank you so much. Oh, thank you, Karen. I enjoyed, I enjoyed being here. So thank you for the opportunity. Of course. And everyone, thank you so much for listening. Have a great couple of days and stay healthy, wealthy, and smart. Well, I want to thank Dr. Walding for sharing her story and her path to wellness and for her offer, incredibly generous 45-minute consult with her. And again, you can find all of that at podcast.healthywealthysmart.com. And of course, I also want to thank NetHealth for sponsoring today's episode. So again, if you want to go to the Outcome Summit in Knoxville, Tennessee, October 25th to the 27th, then go to www.outcomesnerd.com. Use the discount code LITZY, that's L-I-T-Z-Y, for a very, very steep discount in the price. It's only $150. So if outcomes are important for you to drive your business, to bring in more patients, to have a happier staff, then definitely check out the Outcome Summit in Knoxville, Tennessee, October 23rd to the 25th. Thank you for listening and please subscribe to the podcast at podcast.healthywealthysmart.com. And don't forget to follow us on social media.